Capital Market Insights from ICMA. Hi, everyone, and thanks for listening in to today's podcast. I'm Rebecca Bray, the representative of the Nordic region for the ICMA Future Leaders. Today, we're joined by Anna-Sophie Hartvigsen, co-founder of Female Invest. Female Invest is a social e-learning platform dedicated to educating women about how to invest and closing the financial gender equality gap. Since its inception in 2019, Female Invest is now operating across 77 countries and has partnerships with some of the leading companies both within and outside of the financial industry. In addition, Female Invest has recently raised two rounds of seed financing to expand the business and co-authored a best-selling book. Uh, Anna-Sophie, as well as her co-founders, were named on the 2020 Forbes Top 30 Under 30 list. And Anna, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for the introduction. So uh, we're very curious and excited to hear more about Female Invest. So maybe we can just start with a general question. What inspired you and your co-founders to begin Female Invest? So we actually started Female Invest because we were solving a problem we experienced ourselves. So me and my co-founders, Emma and Camilla, we didn't know each other growing up, but we all come from backgrounds where no one talks about money, no one talks about investing, no one starts companies. Uh, and then through kind of various ways, we each became interested in the topic of investing. Uh, I personally started investing when I was 19 years old and I experienced how difficult it was to find information and I experienced how lonely it was being a young woman in the space. Um, then a few years later, I was lucky to meet uh, Emma and Camilla. Uh, we met at business school and we just immediately bonded over this shared passion for investing and also this problem uh, that none of us had been able to find other like-minded women and um, so the idea to start female invest actually came about in the first conversation that we ever had and it was so funny because back then we thought that female invest would just be this little kind of book club where we would be 10 20 women a uh, meeting drinking a lot of wine talking about stocks um, and then the day that we launched, we launched it as a Facebook page. And on the first day, more than 400 women uh, signed up and wanted to join. And what was so interesting is that most of these women didn't know anything about investing. Uh, so we had to teach them. And then we started doing educational events in collaboration with banks. And it just got bigger and bigger. More and more women wanted to join. Uh, at the end of it, more than 25,000 women had physically attended our events. And that's when we kind of looked at each other and we realized that we found something bigger here. This wasn't just about us having a problem. This was actually a global problem that impacts every single woman in every country of the world. And that's when we decided to turn it into a business. Uh, so we did that in 2019. Uh, we launched an online learning platform and then things just started to take off. And I mean, as you say, now we have paying members across 77 countries. Uh, we actually have a team of 33 full-time employees across seven countries. Uh, we raised funding and I mean I never in my life thought I would be a full-time entrepreneur but uh, here we are. It's so so exciting to hear the journey that you've been on um, and I think that the what you mentioned that this is a global challenge um, that resonates with me completely. Um, I think one of the most exciting and inspiring things about Female Invest is, is the fact that you actually founded this as students um, but that certainly couldn't have been an easy way to start. So uh, my next question uh, is in regards to what were some of the biggest challenges that you came across uh, on the way, as well as some of the biggest victories? 
So we had a lot of challenges. Uh, we started Female Invest with no money, uh, no network and no experience. Uh, so that was extremely difficult. Um, firstly, the money issue, uh, we worked without a salary for a year and a half, uh, and we actually bootstrapped uh, the company up to seven full-time employees. So the money part was difficult. And then the experience part was really difficult and none of us had had proper full-time jobs. So just figuring out how you build an organization, how you become a good leader, that was difficult. Um, we also didn't have any friends in the space. So I think having the right mindset and understanding that this could be like a global business, uh, we really kind of had to put ourselves out there to meet people who could inspire us and uh, listen to podcasts of people who's done it before. Because if we just stayed in the networks that we had, uh, I think we never would have built what we did. So that was some of the kind of invisible challenges. And then one major challenge that we had as well was that uh, when COVID hit, we were still made a uh, mainly event based. So we actually lost almost all of our revenue overnight because it came from events. Uh, and that's when we really had to pivot. Um, and it was so stressful because we almost didn't have any money. Uh, we just launched the online platform, but it wasn't really ready to have users on it yet. It would crash every time more than 20 people were using it at the same time. Um, so that was a huge crisis. And like, I think at that point, we were really, really close to not making it, but we just gave it everything. Like we lived in our tiny office, just the three of us for months. We had like toothbrushes there, everything. And then we just dedicated every single hour of every single day to making it work. And uh, yeah, we did. That's amazing. And I mean, sounds like there's been a, a lot of ups and downs on the journey, but I think that makes the, the destination that much more rewarding. Definitely. So I think um, what I'd be curious to hear about next uh, would be more um, about the the dialogue that you have with your users. So. What are some common questions or reflections that you hear from women who participate in your um, either your workshops or um, are users on your platform? Yeah, so we talk to our users every single day and through many different channels. Uh, so we talk to them directly on our platform in the community. Uh, we talk to them in the chat on webinars. Uh, we survey them on email. Uh, we ask them questions on social media where almost 250,000 women follow us. Um, and it's very much the same questions that we get over and over again. A lot of them are related to confidence. We have all of these incredibly smart, educated women who still don't feel confident enough to handle their own finances. Um, so asking questions like, you know, how do I get started? Is now a good time to invest? Uh, where can I find the help? Um, and we just keep educating people on the same things, which are that if you have a diversified portfolio, so that means if you spread out your risk across different countries, different industries, and if you're long term, then at least historically everything will be fine uh, if you're patient enough. Uh, and just delivering that same message over and over again is uh, a lot of what we do actually. That's so interesting to hear. It also sounds like that ties in very much to um, imposter syndrome, which I think is extremely common amongst uh, professional women. Um, so very, very interesting to hear your angle on on tackling that. 
Definitely. And actually, we work with a lot of banks as well on educating their employees. And we see so many women and men, for that sake, working in the financial industry, but still not having the guts to invest in themselves. Actually, my co-founder, Emma, she's a certified stockbroker. I'm pretty sure she's the youngest certified stockbroker in Denmark. And she used to trade really large amounts for corporate clients when she was at work. And then still, she didn't invest herself um, and that's also one of the reasons why she thought like, oh, I can't be the only one. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more with that. And I think this is such a great opportunity, not just for, for people working outside of the financial industry, but within as well um, to educate themselves and kind of em- empower themselves to apply what they're doing at work at, at home. So where would you see Female Invest five years from today? So we've been going for around three years now. And if you would have asked me three years ago, I never would have kind of even dared to dream that we'd be where we are today. Um, in five years from now, I hope that we will be a household name, which is synonymous with power, with financial literacy, uh, and with just female empowerment. Um, we are still working on improving our learning platform. There's so many things that can be done. Uh, but then we're also in the process of building a trading platform, which we expect to be live in around a year, uh, because we know that all of the women who come to us, uh, they first want to learn about investing, and then after that, they want to get started investing. Um, so now we're building a product that really fits all of the things our users ask for. Uh, and I see that having immense potential also in the long run. Wow, that sounds like a big a big step forward and also a very natural step to to expand what uh, what female invest does today. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely. That's fantastic. Well, uh, on a final note, I just want to ask, looking to to the future and you know others out there who might see um, see problems in the world the way that you and your co-founders did. Um, what advice would you give to other young professionals who are seeking to bring, bring change to their own communities? My best advice is to just do it, to just take the leap. If you have an idea, if there's something you want to change, then it's very much about just getting started. If your product or your solution is perfect when you launch it, then you launched it too late. Um, it's impossible to know all of the challenges you would face. Uh, you can never prepare yourself for anything, um, at least for us. I mean, we've been put in hot water so many times, like I'm still learning every single day on the job. I find a new challenge that I feel like I know nothing about, but then somehow it always works out if you have a, a network, if you have good co-founders, if you have a strong team. Um, so if you see a problem and no one else is solving it, then do it. There's no reason why you wouldn't be able to. And this comes from someone who started with nothing, uh, no money and experience. Thanks, Anna. Well, I think your your passion and excitement for this uh, is, is so clear. Um, I feel so inspired and excited to hear about the journey that you've been on um, over these last few years. And I cannot wait to see what, uh, what you and your co-founders achieve in the next uh, years to come. So thank you so much for joining us today and thank you to everybody for listening in. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. For more ICMA podcasts and further information on capital markets, please visit our website, icmagroup.org.